Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, I'm looking at a special gummy recipe that was sent to me from somebody who's in the process right now of launching their own edibles company. It's a traditional gummy recipe I think you'll really enjoy. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. Who am I? I am your host, Marge, and I just want to take a second to say thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being here and making this all worthwhile. I love hearing from you guys, and this show wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you listening right now. So thank you. And before we get into this week's episode... I just want to start out with another review that came in that I'm really excited about because it was so kind. And when people leave reviews like this, you guys, it really helps other people discover the show, which continues to make it worthwhile for me doing, of course, but I love these interactions that I have. And this was initiated because... Corey. Hi, Corey in Oregon, USA. He sent me a message via SpeakPipe, and it was such a great question. I did give him a reply right away. So just know, guys, if you ever do send me a question, I will respond right away, even if I do save it up for a listener Q&A, because I have uh, a guest that I'm working on coming up that I think um, I'm going to present this question to, because like I said, I did give him an answer, but it was such a great question. And I'm sure there's more of you who are thinking the same. And I have somebody perfect in mind to help answer it, who will hopefully confirm my own thoughts on, on it. I got some of the information from him in the first place in any event, but now I'm just going on and on. So thank you for the question. It was wonderful. And he left this review uh, for, he left this review. Highest praise for Marge. Wow. This podcast has elevated the edible discussion to new levels. Marge speaks with genuine passion and curiosity that is super relatable. Bite Me provides info useful for all levels of experience, breaking down the basics, beginners, and digging into questions and topics that experienced consumers will find enjoyable and informative. To be honest, if you've listened to many cannabis-themed podcasts, you know that you have to dig around for content regarding edibles. And once you've found the episode, it usually contains the same information. Watch your dose. Black market medibles can be dangerous, and making it yourself is cost-effective. Marge brings so much more to the table. Check out the website. I asked a question on SpeakPipe and got a personal answer in no time at all. Awesome. Sign up for the mail club too while you're at it. It's worth it. Anyway, I can't wait for more episodes. Subscribed immediately. Thank you so much for that review. It was amazing to read that. And it always makes me happy that people are getting some information and some fun and and all that stuff from the podcast. And yeah, please, people, check out the website. I do have a dosing calculator on there. I haven't mentioned that. There's like a resources section. If you click on that, it brings a drop down box and that uh, dosing calculator can help you figure out, in a, you know, in a ballpark, the potency of your own edibles, because that's important. I mean, not just knowing for yourself, but oftentimes when you're giving these edibles to other people, because 
I've had some people give me edibles recently, actually. And after doing this for a while now, I've been doing this podcast now for almost two years. It's and talking to various people. I used to, I used to think, you know, that initial idea that you should only give someone really low dose edibles when they start out. I'd be like, ah, that's kind of crazy. But after talking to more and more people, I've talked to people who are highly sensitive to THC. And I've had bad experiences with edibles. It's no fun. It sucks. So you want to you want to give people as much information as they can and they're going to be a lot more comfortable taking your edibles if they have a pretty good idea of how potent they are so use that calculator. And of course, I do encourage people to sign up for the newsletter. Um, if if you can. And yeah, thank you for listening. So let's move on you guys. This recipe was given to me by Alice of Cult Organics. And this is a new company, it's going to be in the Canadian market. Um, They are going to be launching their first products this fall if everything goes according to plan. And I saw I think I found these, uh, these badass ladies on Instagram. And I think I was really drawn to their marketing and everything they were doing surrounding their their launch of their new company. And that's what really appealed to me. So I reached out to them and I've been chatting with them quite a bit back and forth. And I'm really excited to let you guys know that they are going to be coming, Alice is going to be coming on the podcast to answer some questions that I have. And I think you guys are going to find it really interesting. What I really like about what they're doing right now is they are focusing on gummies. So I thought it was super appropriate um, to have, to have her on to ask some questions. And she sent me a recipe that I am, uh, that she said I was welcome to share with my audience. So you guys, this will be in the show notes. Of course, you'll be able to find this. And she's the one that also linked to ironically enough that diamond delight episode, the classic gummy, who is the mother of a coworker I mean, small world, like, uh, it's such a small world. I love that kind of stuff, making connections, right? So in any event, they are doing some pretty interesting stuff in the edible space in Canada soon. And you're going to be finding out more about that next week. But I will leave you with this because I really like their mission that they have. And it's on their website, which I'll link to as well. But their mission is to elevate cannabis, the cannabis experience for modern day adult consumers and dispel the stigma surrounding cannabis consumption. And what I really like about this is it's so easy for me to, it's so easy for me to forget that there is still a lot of stigma surrounding cannabis use. And I tend to forget about it because I'm doing this podcast. And so the people that I'm usually conversing with, whether it's guests or, or listeners who've sent me messages or whatever it might be, I mean, we're all cannabis users. We love cannabis. This is why we're making edibles. And whether we're doing it because we're trying to alleviate, you know, some kind of medical thing in our lives, or whether we're just doing it for fun and relaxation, whatever the reason you're using it for, we're all doing it for the same reason, because we love it. And when I'm not doing this podcast and interacting with you guys and talking to interesting people about edibles and cannabis, I am working in a dispensary. And my coworkers obviously are all pretty into weed and the customers that come in are obviously there because they're looking for a cannabis product of some sort. And while we do have a lot of new people coming in all the time, especially seniors, a surprisingly large amount of seniors are coming in to ask questions because they're curious. It's I, my whole world is immersed in cannabis for the most part. So I forget sometimes that there's people out there who still look at people who use cannabis as, you know, that, that lazy stoner or, or 
I don't know what else. What else do people think? I mean, it should be out, out on the street skateboarding or something like that. I don't know, but there's still a lot of stigma around it. People who will look down on people because they're consuming cannabis, even though you know there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine, which comes from a plant or whatever the case might be. So. I really like that they're making this their mission to help break the stigma. You might be one of those people where somebody is going to look down on you or it's going to negatively affect your life because there's somebody out there who doesn't like the idea of cannabis, which mostly stems from a lot of that reefer madness, war on drugs, just say no to drugs era of ridiculousness where, you know, people were where people went through a lot of bullshit because of this legislation, they really had very little to do with safety and the end consumer and all that kind of thing. And obviously there's still a lot of people out there who are paying the price for that. So just anything that people are putting out there that helps break that stigma, I think is work that still needs to be done. And it's a nice reminder that there are companies out there who are trying to help push along the agenda and make cannabis consumption just as normal as alcohol consumption. Because let's face it, nobody bats an eye when you say you're going to crack open a beer after work or have a glass of wine or something like that. Uh, You know, it's not considered a big deal. So we're not there yet quite, you guys, but we are moving closer. And I know some of you are still living in places where you know, cannabis consumption is completely illegal. And there's a lot of consequences for for consuming or partaking. And hopefully this is going to change for more and more people because it seems crazy to me that a plant that grows out of the ground has caused so many problems for so many people in the world. And I'm just hoping this podcast will, I'll be doing my own little part to help break that stigma because most people wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, she's a stoner or whatever. Even though, you know, I use cannabis every single night, almost without fail and have for a long, long time. And I have taken uh, an occasional tolerance break here and there, but it's a daily part of my life and that's never going to change. So in any case, I digress. That was a bit of a, a long diatribe, I guess, before getting into the recipe. This recipe does make a tradition, more traditional gummy, unlike last week's pâté de fruits. If you had a chance to check that one out, or if you haven't had a chance to check that one out, that one is a little bit different. This one is, um, they call their their gummies jellies. And I kind of like that because it sort of is a nicer way to describe these gummies and how these ones turned out. Uh, The ones I have are still curing as we speak, because I figured that seems to that seemed to be what made the difference between those first gummies that I made and other ones that I've made previously, that curing process, although I have tried some anyway. But The one nice thing about this recipe, again, this is all items that you're going to have in your cupboard. If you've been making gummies at all during this series, then you probably have a couple of these things in your cupboard already, I would imagine. You need one packet jello, you need the uh, Knox gelatin, one packet of it, you need some cold water, Uh, you need corn syrup, sugar, juice, citric acid or lemon juice, and your cannabis oil flavors. Um, I didn't use flavors, so I left that one out completely. Again, I didn't really feel like it needed it because most of the time when you're buying these jellos, they're all like pretty intensely flavored, so you don't necessarily need it. For this particular one, I used a lime jello and I just use a lime jello, which color-wise, maybe it could use some color. It turned out to be pretty dark green, which isn't too bad, but that's the one that I chose for this one. And once again, I also made juice for this because I went to go make it and I was just like, oh, I don't have juice again. 
and it seemed to turn out okay. And I just put some frozen fruit in the blender and some water and blended it up. And that seemed to do the trick. So I, oh, that's where it was. I, I used like a strawberry juice. So it was a, it was a lime strawberry gummy in the end, but you're not using, you're only using half a cup. So it's not really going to, it's not a lot. You don't need a whole ton. So if in a pinch, you can do that. I just don't really drink a lot of juice, you guys. So I never seem to have it in the fridge. And if I do, I have things like, like a citrus juice, which is often not recommended for making gummies. So keep that in mind. So I did have quite a few notes here. She has some really great instructions. I'll be sure to post this in the show notes. Um, And this is one that you're going to want to have a candy thermometer for because you are um, cooking some of these things up, up to specific temperatures. And you do have to be careful in this one because gelatin can burn. So you start out by doing, you're making a sugar syrup mix and you're mixing sugar and water and your honey and corn syrup or corn syrup and boiling it until it gets to a certain temperature. You let it cool for a little bit and um, you want it because let the sugar cool down. So adding the gelatin and cannabis oil won't burn it because after a certain temperature, you're going to burn it or you'll be evaporating the THC out of your, out of your concoction. And obviously if you want them to have any sort of potency, that's what you want to avoid. She mentions here that gelatin burns above 215 degrees Fahrenheit and THC burns above 200 or CBD. 240 degrees Fahrenheit. So you just want to keep that in mind, which is why you're letting it cool a little bit. But when you have your candy thermometer, it's all going to be very clear and you can follow along pretty easily. And then while your sugar is cooking, this is when you make your jello syrup. So you're that you're mixing your jello pack, your Nox gelatin, your juice, and she does say juice will give it more flavor. So that's why I did it. She specifically said she'd recommend it. So when you have somebody like Alice who knows precisely what she's doing, then you follow that recommendation. The water is cold because the gelatin absorbs the liquid equally. And you're going to mix it so there's no lumps or clumps. You can use an immersion blender. I didn't because I don't have one on hand. I did just, just whisk it. And then you let it sit for a few minutes. So the longest part of this recipe was when you me- melt the jello mix in a water bath or the microwave slowly so you don't burn the gelatin and you want it to become a thick syrup. Now, when I was doing this one, I was always like, is it thick enough? I'm not really sure because I did the double broiler like water bath, which is I think what she was talking about because here's a fun fact. I don't own a microwave. Haven't had a microwave in several years. And that does surprise a lot of people sometimes. How do you live without a microwave? Well, I'll tell you quite easily. In fact, we used to have one, of course, like every other Canadian in uh, the country. But we were sort of clearing out the house a little while ago and getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff, kind of trying to be a little more minimalist because it's so easy to end up accumulating a whole bunch of shit in your house as I'm sure every person with a garage or whatever knows because it's always filled with junk. But we were cleaning up the house and the microwave required its own piece of furniture to have it, to store it on. And as we were cleaning up, like we were getting rid of this one piece of furniture and a microwave takes up a whole ton of counter space. And I have a pretty decently sized kitchen, but putting a microwave on a kitchen counter is going to take up a lot of real estate. So we ended up just getting rid of it. And I don't honestly miss it. There are some times where, you know, maybe you want to do a quick defrost if you forgot to take meat out of the freezer, but there's obviously all kinds of ways you can kind of 
work around it. The only other thing I really used it a lot for was melting butter when I was making popcorn. And now we just do it on the stove and on a little, we have this tiny little cast iron pan. So that works out fine. And if you are using the microwave to thicken this particular jello mix, I personally felt like the microwave wasn't as easy to control because it'd be pretty easy to bring the temperature up too high too quickly. So maybe doing the water bath could be a preferred way to do it. It was my only way to do it seemed to work fine. It did take, that was the longest part of the whole process. If you have a microwave, just watch it really carefully. Cause again, you don't want to burn that gelatin. So then you're going to add the jello mix, add to the jello mix, your citric acid or your lemon juice. I use citric acid again, because I seem to have a lifetime supply in my cupboard. And this is where you add your cannabis, butter, or oil. I used the infused MCT oil because that was simple. I had it on hand. You mix well. You mix very well because she mentions that the oil tends to pool around the sides and you want to make sure that it's well incorporated and pour the jelly mix on the cool down sugar syrup and mix fast and well on low heat to combine. So you're combining those two things and she says to keep it under the 200 degrees Fahrenheit so you're not, again, burning the cannabinoids or the gelatin. This is where you would add your flavors if you want. I didn't add any flavors or colors. She does recommend lemon, blueberry, raspberry, strawberry um, to make sure the taste of cannabis is masked in a complimentary way. But I personally found I just didn't use it and I didn't really find a super strong cannabis taste in any event. So you're going to spray the molds here with a tasteless oil. If you're using silicone, you probably don't. You can skip that that part. She does recommend MCT oil, coconut or vegetable oil for the tasteless oil. Uh, fun fact, I shouldn't say fun fact. I don't ever use vegetable oil for anything. Um, there's sort of health reasons behind that. I've just learned over the years that a lot of... of Vegetable oils can cause a lot of inflammation in the body. So I tend to just not ever have them on hand. Maybe I should link to some articles on that. I avoid anything that has things like canola, grapeseed, vegetable oil, soy oil, or soybean oil. Uh, what are some of the other culprits? And, and I intend to use in favor or like in lieu of, there's a lot of different options, olive oil, avocado oil, MCT or coconut are the ones that I tend to use instead. So MCT oil would actually work really well if you're, that's what you're using too, if you have that on hand. But again, you don't really need to do that if you're using silicone molds. So you're going to pour the mix into the molds. This is where she had mentioned she likes to use the old honey bottles, which was a really great tip if you have any kind of bottle with that kind of spout on it or for dispensing is going to work really well. Or again, those silicone measuring cups also work very well. And you let the mold sit in the mold for hours, for at least four hours or overnight. It does say that there will be evaporation at this point. The gummies will shrink a bit. I am going to be leaving. I've left mine out to cure a little bit as well, just because I found that really helped the end result. And that's about it. Once again, you're going to want a larger mold for this. The tiny molds are a pain in the butt and they're just, they just take a long time to get them all out. So if you have a larger mold and if you, you know, if you're worried, you can always adjust the potency of your edibles accordingly. 
So that is it for this particular recipe, you guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm really excited about the interview that's going to be coming up next week. You're going to learn some new things about what these wonderful women are doing with their company. And they have a lot of, we're going to be talking a lot about also the process of making gummies at home as well. A little bit of something for everybody. Until next week, my friends, stay high.